Season 1, Episode 8, Know Your Truth. Welcome to Starting Now, a Barry podcast presented by CinemaSins. Hello, everybody. It's Starting Now, the Barry podcast with Chris Atkinson, Barrett Share, and Mike Hester. Hey, everybody. This is the season finale. Mm-hmm. And man, oh man, is it packed with stuff. <laughs> it, is. it is packed That's with stuff. Fun. We're still running around like 30 to 38 minutes or so on these episodes, right? Mm-hmm. On the, the, the show. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah, 38 for this that. one. It's uh-huh. amazing how much they cram into that. I mean, because you watch hour-long dramas, you watch uh, you know Game of Thrones and things like that, they'll have like a little bit of like filler, at least you know in previous uh, seasons. This has no filler. Like everything no. is for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, every facial expression is for a person. When they do the editing, you just see the the way they change and every every cut and all is fitting in as much emotion and plot as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. So. But, uh, yeah, this one does start off with Barry going into Fuchs's apartment and saying, I'm done with this. He's taking the money out and everything. Fuchs reminds him that half of that money is his. Um, and uh, Barry punches him. Uh-huh. And then he says, you can't punch me. And then he punches him again. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, and this, gets his tooth a little loose. Yeah, yeah, gets his tooth a little loose. And uh, and uh, so then... Um, this is where the uh, title of this uh, podcast comes from. Yep. He says that he's done with everything, uh, everything now, and uh, it's starting now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he will say this three times in the episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, starting now. Now, go ahead. I was just going to say, you really see Fuchs as punching back. <laughs> it's just, he's been that a lot in this show. Uh, it's just someone who just gets beat up constantly for for very humorous effect. Yeah, but he's I a cockroach, know, and I enjoy it. He's a co- yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, I do too because I, I don't like the character. I don't like him at all. He's a cockroach, though. Like uh-huh. he he will find a way to to emerge from this. I mean, yes. even even when he thinks that Barry's gone and he's passed out in his easy chair and everything, I've got a fucking gun. Like he's going to get out of this some way. He's going to talk Barry out of this some way. Even by the time they get to the airport, he thinks he's going to talk him out of it. Yeah, and. I think he still believes that he is because he ends up, you know, taking that next step. This is the massive delusionary uh, journey for him. Man. Yeah. Like everything. He <laughs> thinks that he can just drop Fuchs off at an airport and it's done. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, and uh, the whole, the whole, uh, I think from this, from the airport, this is where he goes to Goron's garage mm-hmm. at yeah. this point. Um, and, uh, he, he feels like he can talk to Goron. Goron, by the way, is on a treadmill smoking a cigar. Yeah. It's so fun yes. fucking great. Uh, by the way, the before, huge gut. <laughs> I, I don't want to interrupt because we're going to get back to that point, but it's, it's an interesting mirror when, uh, when Fuchs shows up and Hank opens the door, it's the same exact journey uh-huh. as Barry yes. took in the middle, yes. you know, do you want beer? Do you want some submarine, submarine sandwich? The difference is when Barry came in and he looked in the living room, it's a bunch of kids sitting yep. there watching a Disney show or whatever. Yeah. Now it's a bunch of dudes with fucking AK-47. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh-huh. and it's, it's interesting that whole juxtaposition of that whole, that same journey with the same person. I love it. But then it leads to, 
I think that's one of the most indelible images for whatever reason. Him smoking that fucking cigar nonchalantly and uh-huh. on a treadmill is like, what the fuck, it's man? It's so funny, man. And when he gets mad, he speeds up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Fuchs comes in and, uh, ho- and thinks that he can sort of, uh, save his own life by telling him where Barry is. Barry's the one who messed this up. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, but unfortunately, uh, he doesn't have that card to play because they know Barry's at the yeah. acting class. Yeah, okay. And I this is the last time I'll mention it. I think that is what really tipped the scales for me on why I think Fuchs has less of a personal relationship with Barry. You, you stole my than, point. I was going to exactly say that. Yeah. He just, without any, really. Uh, uh, just it, totally sold him out. The third, totally sold him out. First chance that he could. He does. But- let's let's not forget though he's he is out for himself more than he is out for barry mm-hmm. for sure uh-huh. but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have affection for barry oh, i he, agree he has agree. A, he has affection for him yeah i don't but, think it's that i don't think it's tilted that highly but though. self-preservation mm-hmm. and keeping his little evil empire going is more important than uh barry staying alive mm-hmm. basically so mm-hmm. yeah and and that that's a theme that yeah, that keeps coming back in mm-hmm. later episodes. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in typical uh, inept Chechen fashion, Goron gets uh, the uh, twin brother <laughs> yeah. of Vasha. <laughs> did you get landfill from Beer Fest? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. I thought about that. Um, uh, but you, uh, the, you, get, you know what it'd be good if you guys could call me landfill it'll be like he never left mm-hmm. um, this guy is named Ruslan and they, and, they, and, they, and they keep saying that all the way through it's Ruslan Ruslan mm-hmm. um, and Fuchs actually does think it's the guy who, uh, who uh, filed his teeth down in the earlier episode and everything and he's like no no it's his twin brother uh-huh. um uh, so you so so the show makes you uh, are led to believe that he's going to get all of his body parts saw- sawed off, mm-hmm. um, and so they leave him to do that. And there's that funny exchange again where they're talking about like be sure to cut it into like different pieces because you don't want to yeah. lug around a fifty pound <laughs> torso. Uh, yeah, that's a back problem. Waiting it's to a happen. back problem, <laughs> yes. of course. No ho Hank in there. Um, uh, and then. Uh, uh, noho hank comes out and and calls barry and says well the the right before that it was pretty important is that goran is going to go out to the acting class right to find mm-hmm. him and does, says hank can't come yep so emasculate and yeah totally does and um and so he then he yeah he goes out and he calls says barry. something to the effect of like you're just too nice you at you tell them you know you want submarine sandwich and all this i'm just uh-huh. trying to be nice yes. uh-huh. <laughs> um but yes no hank uh calls barry and uh and tells him you know well you probably won't see fuchs again um uh-huh. and uh but barry's are sitting on the beach and he says you you probably should Fly like Bugs Bunny in Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like the like the song Seal does in Space Jam. Yeah, or whatever. Uh-huh. Fly, fly like, like an, an eagle. eagle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. And uh. And so this uh, leads to probably the biggest Deus Ex Machina moment in the in, in I think in the of the season at least, if not the series. But um, because Ruslan isn't actually torturing and killing. Yeah. Um. Uh, killing uh fuchs in the in the garage goron and his crew come in and are like 
you see, this is how you do it in America. And he pulls, pulls a gun on him. And then, then like the, maybe one of the sickest death scenes that you're ever going to see. Yep. Uh, he suddenly just gets shot and there's just this blood coming out of one side of his head and it's messing with his functions. Oh, that's so oh, great. <laughs> He's pointing the gun over here. He's pointing the gun over here. <laughs> and, uh, everybody in the, in the garage gets gunned down by Barry, mm-hmm. who has gone from whatever beach to. Uh, and so instead of running like like Hank wanted him to do, he decides that he's going to go and save Fuchs. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty pretty interesting thing, especially since Fuchs just sold him out. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so interesting. You know, it makes logical sense, though, too, because he's he's saying, you know, Hank is saying he's going to the acting school. The only thing that's precious to him at this point is the acting school, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He doesn't, he, he can't have that happen. So he's got to immediately go over there, and he considers it for a second. Uh, and he's got to take that threat out right now. I think Fuchs is certainly a concern, but I think it's secondary to saving the innocence, the quote innocence at the uh, at the, the the acting school. And once that's done, that's essentially done. Yeah. Now, I think we did get something out of order here because the airport scene happens after right. this. The airport yeah. scene happens after he shoots uh, few, uh, all the people in the garage with Fuchs. Uh, and then that's he does another starting now, mm-hmm. and then he takes him to the airport. Um, and he gives him all the money. I thought that was kind of crazy. It didn't give him any, but it's like he doesn't care about the money at all. No. So, nope. And he never really has. So Fuchs just has, has, has the money. is leaving him there at, uh, at the airport. Yeah. Right around then also we have the great scene where Hank comes out and is going to see uh, whoever – you know what they're doing in there and he sees all the carnage she sees all the people who've died mm-hmm. and after a second he like kind of smiles and says barry yeah. <laughs> he's like so he's like oh that's so nice boy and then, <laughs> he yeah. just really appreciates the horribleness and that's the brilliance of barry yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 part that makes me laugh the most is the freaking helicopters come overhead and he's yeah. like that is definitely for us uh, <laughs> all right come on guys uh, that's an interesting play by the way he he does the only thing that they could do uh, and, it, you know, I mean, it's at the end of the episode, but the only move that he can make is make peace with Cristobal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and he it's and, a risk because Cristobal could fuck all his shit up. Right. But like immediately he's like, I've got to get out of here. I got to get my guys out of here. We're going to the stash house and we're going to try to make this work. But for now Cristobal. that Goran is dead, he can say that he does all his ideas, not my idea. I wanted and then they don't have to go to war. Exactly. So, no, yeah. I think that that works. I think the decision making for Barry and for Hank makes all the sense in the world. Uh-huh. It belies like, you know, a little bit more intelligence for Hank than we're led on to believe. You know, he makes the right call for sure. Mm-hmm. And so does so does Barry in a sick, twisted way. This leads to Moss and Loach going to the garage, and <laughs> I love how they've covered all the bodies, and Goron's still sitting there. Uh-huh. There's the yellow tarp <laughs> over him and everything. Um, but they're instantly, they're they're insta instantly. Those are the Bolivians that did uh-huh. this. And they even said that the person either outside was either crouching or very short. Yes, yes, <laughs> and they're like, Bolivians. oh, Bolivians. Bolivians yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it everything breaks perfectly. Now, some uh-huh. of that was Barry, I guess, knowing that he wants to to shoot at that height. Yeah. Um, but like everything just breaks perfectly in the investigation to clear him. 
uh, easily. Yeah, yeah. And I like how Loach says uh, says that we we can't uh, just go ahead and 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 rule people out all uh, out of that. And he said, and she goes, "It's the Bolivians who's uh-huh. making work now." Uh-huh. And um, uh, and this leads to just one that this you never expect comedy to come from some of these things the you have that police chief saying well here's what happened mm-hmm. there was there was the bolivians in the che- in the chechens and uh and uh this guy taylor was uh teamed up with <laughs> ryan, ryan and uh and uh they 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 um started a war between these two gangs and it's just like yo jimbo <laughs> uh, just and, like, yeah. and the reporter goes Hey, could you spell Yojimbo? <laughs> and, 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 and he's like, well, I think it's how it's, how it sounds. He's Y-O and everything. And that conversation continues <laughs> yeah. all the way through where he, they're like, well, did Kurosawa, was that the only movie Kurosawa made? Uh, he's like, oh no, he was highly prolific. <laughs> he was like, can you spell Kurosawa? <laughs> yeah. No questions at all about the, the terrible murders and yeah. everything. <laughs> so. And, uh, and, and, jumping far ahead there is a moment too that's great because sally's talking to uh to barry at the bar and there's the the plaque of ryan in the background <laughs> yeah. and the bartender and goes over cro- crowbars it off <laughs> and you see barry looking at it like you know like oh god um but, but during that scene gene just happens to be watching on tv and gives her a call and he has he has those smooth lines again and she is like oh oh yes yeah the investigation is done yeah now i can again try to go back have they had gene. any contact between when they they kind of broke up no i don't and now I don't think so. they haven't shown us any not, so she not made since a clean break. she was dragged away uh during after the after the uh, shootout, yeah, shooting, after the shootout. yeah yeah um but um yeah so you, did you did you detect though on her face that she didn't believe any of this during the whole the police chief was giving the whole story about this did you did maybe it's just me reading into it no i think there's some mixed feelings there because as we see later on like there's just a tingle that just won't go away and i think she's established that i think she's even referenced it that yeah 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 i mean even she was leading that conversation in the garage like this is what makes narrative sense right Mm -hmm. right, and even trying to be talked out of it no this is what makes narrative sense but i no, i don't think you're wrong i think there's still a little tingle saying like you know, there is another explanation that would maybe fit this even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but logically, she has it all. Every you know, everything is in place. Everyone that she works with agrees with it, and and I think this really matters. She now can get back with Gene. She and I think earlier in the in the season, she was really happy to accept the alibi from Barry because that meant she could go back and see Gene. And now she gets to do this again. She gets to actually have love in her life. Mm-hmm. So I think that is enough of a motivating factor that she chooses logic over her gut mm-hmm. she goes off uh, uh, uh she not only is ready to go back she's ready to like even mingle with barry and, uh-huh. and, and yeah, sally who are, who are officially back together now they're reading uh, lines on hammocks and, and uh-huh. stuff like that yeah. well yeah. Right, right before they'd gone back to the bar and he tells them all that they're gonna leave He's he's gonna leave. He's gonna be gone, which mm-hmm. is pro- probably would be yeah, a, it's good, a good idea, a good move for him. He could get out of all this mess. Mm-hmm. But Sally talks him back into it. Yeah, because this because she realizes that when he can go to that place, he's a good actor, and it's. 
but it's also benefiting her. Yeah. It's, it's definitely well she she definitely doesn't get that uh Gersh guy to to give him give her a card yeah. afterwards if she if he doesn't come out and nail that one yeah. line. Yeah, there's exactly. there's this whole dynamic like this duality with her where it almost harkens back to the those first couple episodes where she's selfless. You know, you, you, I can help you get to that place. Like, I, I'm going to tell you my story and things like that. You know, I need you to, or, you know, I'm going to help you. And then, and, and like, the next breath should be like, well, we play really well together. Like, I, I need you. And yeah. so it's not a selfless act. No, She's trying to keep him not. in because they work really well together. Mm. So, so... Yeah, I mean, what a complex character. Well, you see throughout the season that she doesn't really care about any of the other characters. She's willing to take away Macbeth from what's her name. Sure, and yeah. She's willing to just everybody else. She's willing to just talk bad about and and, but he is actually able to help her, so she will help him and make it look well. Yeah, and yeah. she does a thing too where she pretends like she's giving like tremendous information to to Barry. <laughs> And then wants the world back yeah. in exchange. Uh-huh. She says, <laughs> uh-huh. "I've been using this. I've been using this part of me for my acting." She goes, "When I was eighteen, I was married, and the guy was horrible to me, and that's all." And then she goes, "What's going on with you?" <laughs> uh-huh. and, then, and then he's like, "He's like, uh, he's like, uh, just not saying anything." He's like, "Well, I just told you I was married. Yeah. Like that was a big deal." And uh, and he goes, "Oh, well, yeah, that's great." Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the fourth person that she's told too. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's not yeah. that, that that big of a deal, right? But it's almost like she has this. She is, you know, showing that that's kind of her belief and her past is kind of bullshit. And mm-hmm. he doesn't hasn't really built that in himself. He has this past where it's terrible, and if he was going to tell her to her, it's terrible. He hasn't come up with the. He hasn't come up with the thing where he can explain the bad parts of his past away. No, I yeah. I'm I'm wondering like I want to temper this with the the bullshit thing because she's remembering it wrong yes. for sure. But the abuse was still yeah. She's remembering for the, real. So the abuse was, re- but she's, she's remembering it wrong. She's remembering yeah. the leaving wrong. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right. But yeah. but she certainly did still have a very traumatic experience. Oh, oh, I, I agree totally. Been, yeah, uh, been, but but I understand your point is that. Yeah he's not able to reconcile this whatsoever no. with any sort of moral you know stance especially not triumphant like she is with leaving exactly him. Mm-hmm. exactly so, um yeah and then we go back uh after that he agrees to stay he agrees to do this play and then we oh the play hold go, on uh, yeah the play do yeah. you think this is a subtle jab at either from bill Hader or ironically uh he says when she she gives him the uh, the front page script She's like, she says, uh, he's like, well, is this dramatic? And she's like, no, it's a comedy. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is talk loud and fast. Anyone oh, can do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think that's maybe a little, it's either ironic. It's, it's gotta be something referencing Bill Hader because like as, as funny as he is, he, he literally wanted to do a series like this to show off that, you know, it takes more of you to do drama it, it could uh-huh. be but it's also those screwball comedies are very much that no she's being of, right yeah. yeah she's absolutely correct yeah. about those screwball comedies because that's that's what they are they're yeah. fast they're loud <laughs> um, anyone th- can do it there there is an episode that an episode an article i think that came out in the last day or two talking about how hater and uh winkler have become like really good friends and how <clears throat> 
when he got off of SNL, they told him, you do a Stefan movie. You got to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I wanted to get away from that. And of course, Winkler really went through the same thing. He said he didn't get like a really good acting for seven years after Happy Days. I could see that. Which is because he was totally typecast. And so, yeah, Bill Hader's trying to get oh, yeah. away from oh, some yeah. of those characters and he's doing it with this, um, with this show quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so we're cutting on to the, uh, the resort or whatever, the, the cabin that, uh, a coda basically to this episode, right? Yeah. To the season. And, it, uh, they, they're, they shoot this very much like all of those, uh, dream sequences, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, because this is like, this is the stuff that he's been dreaming about. He's in the hammock. He's talking to her. They're reciting lines together. Oh, here's Gene and, and his girlfriend, <laughs> uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, Hey, we're going to have, we're going to have, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have stuff cooked out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, you know, Gene's got the comical kiss the cook apron <laughs> yes. on uh-huh. and you're a song and doing all of that, <laughs> all of the fun, idyllic dream stuff so Mm -hmm. but but you realize it's not it's not once the starts the nitty-gritty starts coming down all the little facts that come Uh out he gene recalls the first episode i believe where um where barry does that monologue quote unquote Mm -hmm. about being a hitman and he's killed people this is another one of those where the editing is fantastic because Mm -hmm. it has to go by looking at different faces and you see uh yeah, you see Barry kind of, you know, just normal, enjoying the afternoon, got a small smile on his face. And it go as soon as he starts talking about this monologue, it goes to like a flat expression. And and again, the acting thing, it, all he has to do is go along with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm sitting there going, just the, yes and. You've uh-huh, probably yes. been taught this. Uh-huh. Go yes and. You know, like, yeah, no, yeah, that was I know. an that awesome was, one, wasn't uh-huh. it? Yeah, and he just denies it. Just denies but it. But instead, he reacts in a way yeah. that you're that like, if you were at that it. table and you were looking at him, you would be like, why is he reacting this way to? Mm-hmm. Instead of that, should have been a happy moment. He hasn't told his girlfriend. That's another thing that uh, that she's noticed. Mm-hmm. And then she has that. I have one question. Sally, you want to do a ride along? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. At what but, point did you, you both of you, figure out that this wasn't a dream sequence? Because it, it took me a while. They they do have that little thing where she finds out that his name is that was stage what name did it for Barry me Block. is when they look and she says that his name is Barry Block and she kind of has like a a small moment of reflection like oh he has this other stage name and they make a big point out of that it's like yeah okay so this is this mm-hmm. is real because. Mm-hmm. In his dreams, you would never figure that out. Yeah, the, the, those little details. I, quite honestly, even though they shot it this way, uh, I, I knew that it wasn't, uh, I don't know why. Mm. And there's just maybe just something about it that, because usually the dream sequences are, very hyper realized like you mm-hmm. like yeah they're john Hamm. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and this one is like this is something that you can kind of see happening especially after what just happened and he was having a lot of those fantasies when things were not their best yeah and 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 so this this uh the ride up to this point was like okay that seems plausible mm. but it is shot that way it is mm. shot with that like this is a fantasy this isn't really happening uh type of thing but uh but yeah, yeah once the once the whole facebook thing comes out and the fact that he didn't yeah. tell that monologue thing comes out then you know she's still going to be playing cop there, there's one point you're going back to the scene in the editing where he makes eye contact with janice that i think just gives it away yeah 
and I, I love that. And I love the cut from him. And then she, you see her looking over at yes. him. Yes. And it's like, okay, she knows, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I exactly. think. Exactly. And then she goes and she starts to, uh, to sneak away in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, I, that's exactly right. The, the editing on this, because the way they do it at first, I don't know. Like they, it doesn't look like she's quite noticed. At first, it looks like, okay, this is an innocuous conversation. Mm. Then as it gets deeper and deeper into it, that's when he's looking nervously and then he goes over and looks at her. And so as it goes deeper, she's like, okay, she, she looks up and then she, and she, as a very seasoned veteran cop also doesn't give away anything exactly that, that she's taking in. Yeah. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. I love this character so Mm -hmm. much. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, um, so yeah, she goes into that uh that uh, midnight uh session where she puts the router like close to the window. I I, I wonder about that by the way. Why can't she just yeah, do I thought, it in why, the house? Why can't you just sneak into the bathroom w- or just there. it'd be in your bedroom and do yeah, this? What, maybe yeah, it's, this is- maybe it's because Jean's in there and she doesn't want to like come to these revelations with Jean in the in the room because maybe Jean is still involved. I don't know uh yeah i think it's it's setting up the scenery because it is there's uh and in an obvious way similar to the previous episode where it's like oh well they got away from the crash yada yada Uh and they're back with this it he she has to be fairly certain she has to figure this out very quickly and barry has to be extremely certain that she knows Uh uh-huh right yeah and and again yes this has to happen for the show, but I, I sit there and I go like, and again, this is another acting thing, right? Why would you go through all of this trouble? If you were, if you could just, if, if she could just be in a room and do this and just on the computer, nothing ever happens. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I yeah. mean, even Gene, I mean, Gene might come over and like, what are you looking at now? You know, <laughs> and all that. But uh, maybe, I mean, I, I, and the whole sneaking out and going all the way to the dock tells barry who's on alert basically that she's going out to to check that out and everything so that's one thing i'm like i yes i want this scene to happen (laughs) but i don't know why this scene happens i agree um and uh and yeah she's coming on to these revelations yeah she clicks on facebook sees that barry block is connected to chris who has a picture of taylor and then she goes and looks at the video and says oh, by the way you knew this guy mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I watched both of these episodes twice did we ever even hear or a mention of chris Licato from the police uh that they knew he was dead oh i think i heard something but it was if if it was it was passing it was fleeting okay. i don't know exactly where it was and it may have been my mind i mean obviously in. obviously uh they don't need we don't need to have that spelled out for us but it was it was kind of weird i don't know i guess uh you know plot wise that we didn't know that she knew that yet and that you know she oh chris Licato. Mm-hmm. well the and, only other thing is that he's i think her his chris is his only friend or one of his early friends, and I think she just clicked on it the way the show is saying it. She just clicked on it and immediately clicked on that one with Taylor. Yeah, and the, the Taylor what, is the yeah. is the main connection. But it, but the way she said Chris Licato made me think that she did say it out loud, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. 
mm-hmm. made me think that they knew that they found his body and all that. Um, but they they'd never made a, a like a scene out mm-hmm. of it. Um, but yes, he's, they see Taylor in the picture and she has officially come to a hundred percent that Barry is involved with this. And then 150% when Barry shows up. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and confesses exactly. immediately. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. It's and, a great and, scene though. Barry thinks he can talk his way out of this. He's this delusional. Is, this is the height of delusion uh-huh. for him. This, I, he almost thinks he's fuchs or something who can talk his way out of everything he's he's the cockroach like you thought but he just does well, not have that skill well, set at all not only does he not have that skill but even if he's fuchs she's not gonna have it because uh-huh. she is extremely like she's cop first and everything else is secondary yeah, yeah. and he keeps saying he's trying to appeal to that personal side which he's been appealing to where it's like, well, I have this chance for a girlfriend and the, and the life and everything. She's lonely Just too. The same as you. She's uh-huh. lonely too. She wants to have this relationship and gr- very much overestimates that part of her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, How do you think this was going to end up at that point? Oh, I thought she was dead. Really? Yeah. Wow. See, that's another part where it was just like with with Chris earlier, where I was like, are they going to go there? They're probably going to go there. But this is a different there than the previous there this is cop this is relationship that you're very close to this affects gene this affects this affects everything i wasn't sure until i saw the hidden gun and you knew that something else was going to happen barry just wasn't going to just go to jail but was he going to be able to run or was he just going to have to kill her and i saw the gun so yeah of course this guy's a trained killer and he's thought all this through already yeah Um, the problem the problem is 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 you know when you're asking yourself is the show going to go there the real question is, is the show going to go there where Gene knows and, and Sally knows? Because then your whole series has changed at yep. that point. Yeah. You, he has to move. He has to find some other acting class. But then you don't have Henry Winkler anymore. And, <laughs> right. you, you, know, yeah. uh-huh. and you, you don't have you don't have Sarah Goldberg anymore. And that would be a travesty for the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, I, I knew that's where it was going. Once again, greatly edited. Mm-hmm. uh where uh he gives her uh, essentially quote unquote one final chance to say let's just forget this and then when she, he realizes that she isn't we cut to sally in bed and we see mm-hmm. sh- gunshots outside hear them which explains this is great explains why she didn't wake up that you know we know that okay she just she slept through it it was kind of silenced it was outside i'm sure he had he had silencer or whatever so my my first thought would be she they didn't hear the gunshots like no he didn't he took care of that because he's Barry and he knows how to do that mm-hmm. so yeah I love that editing bit yeah oh yeah and uh and of course it um anytime that you see this type of thing in a show it leads to speculation as to whether that character actually died or not mm-hmm. right because they don't show it they don't show it and uh it is a loose plot thread that actually is going to come up in season two because we don't know what's happened in that in that whole thing yeah, yeah when i fir- almost certainly she's dead yeah. when i first saw it i thought for sure she was dead and it wasn't until later when i started thinking it's more it may have only been in episode one of season two mm-hmm. where we realized that gene doesn't know if she's dead and i started thinking well he's delusional then maybe, maybe he's not maybe she's not actually dead maybe this is because uh, you don't see the body and you don't have any idea what happened. And he's done the whole starting now thing where he doesn't want to kill anymore. Mm-hmm. Is he tr- is he trying to find another way out of this? Is, is, is what he did with to Chris 
make him realize how terrible that is and he wants to find a different way i think he wanted to i'm not sure if he was able to do that or not yeah, it's the practical really stuff that really yeah. like kind of mentally blocks me from being able to believe that um you know as we're recording this we have not seen the final episode of episode of season two um but uh part of me wants janice to be alive part of me wants her to be dead mm-hmm. because it, it's driven the plot so beautifully that event um that it would be within barry's uh kind of wheelhouse to give you that finality and say fuck you for even thinking that this was a possibility uh, right mm-hmm. well, this is a show though that likes to do things that just yeah bring something out of nowhere so i wouldn't be surprised if we get something crazy yeah. in this last one, and it involves her, and she is still alive. So, But maybe they're just messing with us, and that's fine. I've, I'm glad they did that because well, it, it makes me think about it. Yeah, so speculating here, and as Barrett says, we don't know mm. as we're recording this what, what actually happened. By the time this comes out, we will know. Right. Maybe. Um, but, uh, but for me, it makes no narrative sense for her to be alive. Right. And, um, and, and may, and because that means that he found a way to convince her or shoot her and like she was unconscious or something. And then she has to find a way to be alive after that. Like, you know, I don't know, some sort of like other family comes into the cabin or something and mm. sees her and, and, but, but he is just that delusional where I think he could say, no, okay, I just shot you. You're you're wounded, but not mortally wounded. And you get out of here. I'm going to kill you. I know where you are. I can find this. And and you don't want to die. And and somehow, maybe by force, forces her to some other place. I could see his mind, which obviously is not, you know, he thinks he could talk his way out of it. I think he maybe he has this whole idea. Okay, if that doesn't work, then I can shoot her and not kill her, but get her out of the way in some some crazy method. So I think that uh, it's possible. I just like that it's a question. Yeah. Because it too. seemed at the at the moment like like you. I think you said, I, I totally assume she's dead. Yeah. Totally assume. Mm-hmm. But uh, in fact, yeah, I think it took until the, the next season where, hold on, maybe it doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. but- Anytime, it's like with Fuchs, you know, you, you saw the saw coming at his face, but then it cuts away. Yeah. And so you think, oh, he's dead. He's done for in this series. But it's not what you think. So mm-hmm. uh, I just like that it's a question. That's, that's such a, a a perfect ending for this first season for this show to even make you think about something, you know, months later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Great. And so yeah. this episode ends with him getting back into bed with Sally and saying starting and then it goes to black now. Uh-huh. <laughs> like on now it cuts to black. Uh and that's the end of season 1. It's such a perfect now there's obviously a million different things that we could have titled this show, right? Mm. But for whatever reason and it's only he only says this in this last episode, but it's so mm. indelible to his journey that I think that's one of the ha- the the hallmarks of the show is that phrase. Yeah, yeah. well, as we mentioned, uh, I think way back in episode one, it's just that every time he thinks it's it's done, some other loose end comes back mm-hmm. and sort of haunts him. And so that's what's going to go happen through season two as well. There's always that loose end that makes him get back in. When I first saw this, I didn't realize there was going to be a season two. 
So I mm-hmm. thought that was the end of the Barry story. Now I knew it's always possible or whatever, but I thought that was such a really cool ending to where you can imagine things just going okay for now. Oh, on. it would have been a great yeah, ending. It would have been just fine. Or things not going and it's kind of left open-ended to you. Um, so I, that that's how I took it and kind of, I don't know, and it led me to a lot of thoughts of what what could happen next. If there's, He could just be... He could have just been done being a hitman. Yeah. He could have worked. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't because we want season two. <laughs> but uh, it is it is kind of crazy how um, how that ended and how well it ended. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, that will do it for season one. Yeah. Uh, episode eight of uh, of Barry. That's the end of, of our, our season one. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, so... Um, uh, all right. Uh, where can uh, people talk about this episode with the, with with the guys? Uh, you can go to at now starting on the Twitter, and you can communicate with us directly. You can come to a music video at music video sends too. I'm always happy to talk Barry. Uh, go to SoundCloud and search for uh, Starting Now a Barry podcast or Cinema Sins. Be able to find us there. You can comment. You can download. You can do whatever. Um, we want to hear from you because we've talked a lot about the show. Want to hear your thoughts about the show? And hopefully you agree with us, one at least one of us, 100%. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it uh, for this episode. It's Chris Atkins and Barrett Sheer and Mike Kessler. We'll see you next time.